When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good evening, good evening, good evening. It is the Cotton Club crew coming at you on this Wednesday, September 20th. Big 12 game week. We travel to Morgantown to take on those Mountaineers of West Virginia. My name is Joe and I am tagged along with this evening with Jack of the Cotton Club crew. And we're going to just kind of go over um, the preview to West Virginia this um, upcoming weekend um, in Morgantown at 2.30. Um, kind of talk about what we need to do offensively, what kind of what we need to do defensively, you know, to come out of this, come out of this, um, this game with a W. You know, Tech hasn't necessarily showed us 60 minutes of us. We've seen flashes of how brilliant and how good this team could be. We've seen flashes of where... It doesn't look like we belong on the same field with some of these other teams and things like that. And it's just, it's not a great and great feeling going into Big 12 play, having so many question marks going into it. But, you know, that's what we're here for. You know, obviously the, these games are played on the field. They're not played with these statistics. They're, the three games that already have happened kind of don't matter in the Big 12 light anymore. So everything that we do from this point forward is kind of going to, dictate how the rest of our season goes. So um, just starting off with that, we're just going to start off basically on the offensive side of the ball. Obviously, the Shuck-Morton situation, we do know for a fact that Joey McGuire has said that Tyler Shuck is starting this game. It's, it's obvious that not everybody within Red Raider Nation um, feels Feels great about that, but guess what? Here we are. Let's go play some football. So, Jack, I'm going to just kind of start off with you. Uh, this West Virginia team, their defense is, or this team is two and one. The defense is only giving up about 13 points a game. That's including a loss at Penn State. Um, what do you see from this Tech offense, and what do you think we need to do to exploit? Um, this West Virginia defense and get some points on the board. Well, yeah, and like I said, there's there's quite a rift within the fan base right now, and I think it's more more or less a rift between the coaches and the fan base, if I had to comment on it. Um, but more importantly, looking at this game, I think that there is a definite opportunity to expose uh, the stuff over the top. I know that... Uh, in the Penn State game, I believe that they let up quite a few passing yards. Um, I know Penn State also had their success on the ground, but I know that the air was not an issue for them either. Um, what I'm seeing kind of when I look at this, I'm seeing a, a, a little, some not some, not really undersized in terms of weight, but a little on the smaller side in terms of height. Um, I see that, you know, four out of their, or, out of their five top five tacklers or in a in a linebacker ish position or like kind of like a what tech 
plays with that with that star position. Uh, and so I, I think that their linebackers get downfield really well. Um, and I think that there's a reason they lead their team in tackles, right? Uh, and so it seems to me like they're pretty proficient in stopping the run. Um, they have a good amount of tackles for loss. Uh, they have a guy that has two and a half sacks on his own. Um, so I think that they do a good job of getting off the ball and getting downfield. Um, this is a game that kind of worries me to be honest with you. And and that's why I think it worries me a little bit is because the fact that they get downhill really easily and they're pretty capable of stopping the run. Um, is this the time where Zach Kittley finally opens up to passing a uh, playbook to Tyler Shuck? Is Tyler Shuck going to stop audibling passes down to check down runs? Uh, you know, m- both of these things could be true. They're not mutually exclusive. So that's what I'm looking for this weekend. Um, like I said, I-, I think that there's, there's riches to be had if, uh, Sheck will just trust himself and throw the ball deep. And if Kitley will allow it to happen, um, I, I think that if, if that does happen, tech should be in for a pretty good day uh, in terms of offensive production. That kind of brings up a very good point. I'm, as you were speaking, I was kind of going over that the only loss of West Virginia's um, season thus far, um, this, this side-by-side stats with Penn state. I mean, uh, remarkably, they had the same amount of rushing yards in that game at 146, um, with Penn State kind of holding the edge there in yards per rush. But here's here's that here's that stat that's kind of going to blow it, put things into proportion. Uh, Penn State went 22 for 30 for 332 and three touchdowns. So that's about an average of of about 15 yards per completion, and at times where our offense has struggled or where Shuck has struggled is, you know, pushing the ball downfield anywhere further than 15 yards. So I think me personally, if it's a way we exploit this, this defense is going to be in that passing game, um, using our tight ends, loosening those linebackers up and then starting to, you know, chunk the ball deep. Because if we try to, you know, to your point with them running downfield and being able to make tackles and if they make, us one-dimensional essentially in this game it could be a potentially long night for the red raiders and west virginia typically isn't a fun place to play in uh, making make it made a comment the other day when we were podcasting that it's just a difficult place to get to it's you can't fly directly into morgantown you fly into a, a city nearby then you drive and it's kind of out in the middle of nowhere and it's just very, very tough to get to and a very, very tough environment to play in. So if some of these things aren't corrected on our offensive side of the ball, it could be potentially, a, I wouldn't say necessarily a trap game, but a, a game that's going to be a whole lot closer than you want it to be. And ultimately, we've already been in one of those games this season, and look how it turned out. The Wyoming game, we didn't want it close. It ended up close, and then the ball didn't end up going in our in our favor at the end and we ended up losing that game this kind of has that same kind of vibe it's just a very very tough place to play in so we'll see what kitley has to do especially on the offensive side also have to see how short tyler shucks leash is we all know that he's struggled we don't know exactly how 
how short or long his leash is, but I do expect if he does struggle early on and this, this offense has trouble moving the ball up and down the field, there may be a potential quarterback change. Um, but I do also believe that where we start everything and I've, and I've been on air saying this plenty of times, it starts up front. Our, our big bodies up front have to set the tone up front. We have to let Taj Brooks eat, um, Nehemiah Martinez eat, Bryson Donnell, Cam Valdez. I'm not exactly sure if he'll be playing in this game because I know he was a little banged up. But our running back room, which is full of talent, we have to let these guys go out and make plays. We saw, obviously, what kind of uh, offense that we put out there once we have the running game established. There's some things that open up on the second and third levels in our passing game. So maybe if we were able to get a rushing game at least started, it'll open up those things for our offense and us able to um, put some points on the board there in Morgantown. So kind of going um, in, that was kind of basically all, all of our offense kind of deal. Um, let's just jump over to the um, defensive side of the football there. Obviously, we aren't 100% sure um, who's going to be starting this particular game because both of their quarterbacks have played um, in every single game. Um, Nico and Garrett Green have both played um, every game this year. Garrett Green is kind of banged up. Nico is projected to be the starter um, for the Mountaineers this Saturday, which oddly enough is kind of crazy is what you were talking about um, before we started this pod, that Nico and Tyler Shuck came from the same exact high school in Arizona. That's kind of a little weird nugget there for all you Red Raider fans out there, but the quarterback, the presumed quarterback starting from West Virginia is is from the same hometown that Tyler Shuck is from. So given that here he's going to have his his first start under his belt against the Red Raiders. What does the Tech defense, Tim DeRuiter, need to do with our youth um, to kind of slow this Mountaineer attack down? So I like to, I like kind of taking from you and kind of seeing what uh, teams are doing. And, and I, and I went back to that Penn State game because if I remembered correctly, you know, it was fairly close until about midway through the third quarter and then that's kind of when it took off and kind of got out of control um but i i looked and this is a game and i think this is kind of like a great benchmark to kind of judge teams right um pens or i still sorry west virginia actually controlled the ball and had a longer time of possession than penn state did in that game Uh, west virginia had the ball for 31 minutes in a lot in 16 seconds and Penn state had it for about 28 45. Um, West Virginia had five penalties. Um, but here's, and here's the thing like to get into that breakdown, you know, uh, West Virginia only threw the ball for 162 yards and were, uh, only attempted 27 passes. Um, they attempted 40 rushes though. Um, so I think it's safe to say that this is definitely going to be a run first team. Um, your guys, your linebackers are going to play a huge role in this uh, guys like Ben Roberts and uh, you know, Josiah Pierre, all those, all those guys. Um, Joey McGuire with the, 
interesting kind of media call out of Steve Linton this week, kind of, you know, sending out a missing persons report. He's kind of saying, you know, you got to get better. He's got to be better. And he does. Um, but I, I think that up front is, is where in these, in the trenches that you, I think you touched on it, that it was great. And I think it, it, it reflects on both sides of the ball. I, I think this game is going to be one in the trenches. Um, they're a run first team, no doubt, especially if they have to play Nico Marshall, Marshall, who's the backup. I think that they even lean even more heavy into the ground game with CJ Donaldson. Um, I know last time he played tech, he really didn't have that much success. Um, however, he did have the, he was the leading rusher against tech the last, when they played last year in Lubbock, I think he had like 12 rushes for like 30 something yards. So, uh, I think that they're going to lean heavy on CJ Donaldson. And I think they are also they're I mean, they're probably going to, uh, look at their, uh, I guess their second man, and and that's going to be, I guess, Jalen Anderson or Jaheim White, uh, one of the two, and depending on who's doing what. But um, so far this year, C.J. Donaldson's averaging about 80 yards a game, and that's even against Penn State, who's still ranked, you know, in the top 10. Um, I kind of agree with you, Joe. We talked before we came on here. He kind of threw the stats out for the pit game, mostly because that's one of those games where kind of anything can happen, a true rivalry, uh, teams that just straight up don't like each other and, you know, anything can happen in those games. So those are a little, those are, those stats are a little skewed, I'd say, but, um, I definitely think a guy like CJ Donaldson is explosive. Um, he's a, he's a big kid. I mean, he's, He's what he's six one two forty essentially uh, coming down coming down the shoot at you. He's averaging five yards a carry. So, um, granted, he only has two touchdowns, but he's already carried the ball fifty times this year. So, he's uh, he's definitely a kid you got to watch out for. And I think that um, you know if the defense has done their homework, then they should be able to stop that run. In my opinion, the way you beat this offense, you you got to load the box and force that backup quarterback to beat you over the top. Uh, can he do it? We'll see. Essentially, it looks like this game is going to boil down to who is the better quarterback at Hamilton High in Chandler, Arizona. So I think, in my opinion, I would load the box heavy, expect that run, make them beat you over the top, stay locked in on their tight ends, and you know, just play sound coverage and you should, you should um, not have a problem holding these guys to a low point total uh, with a backup quarterback in the game. Yeah. You hit on some, some pretty big um, points there as you were speaking, going into that Pittsburgh game that they just got done playing after Garrett green was hurt. Here's kind of exactly what happened after that. Nico dropped back to pass nine times. He completed six passes for nine or six, six of nine for 60 with one touchdown, the long being uh, the long pass being a 15 yard pass. And he was sacked two times. And this is where it comes to your point of this is where they're going to try and, you know, dominate us in the trenches kind of deal between Donaldson and Anderson. They had 37 carries between, between those two backs. 
I can't remember the last time that two running backs had that many carries. Number one and number two had that many carries in an entire game. It's it just doesn't happen that often that your one and two get that many touches. And then if you throw Nico in there, you might as well make that. But um, forty six rushes between Nico, C.J. Dalton, and Jalen Anderson. So they're they, what they're planning on doing is they're going to try and set the tone. Um, I expect a lot of rushing. I expect them to just force feed it and force feed it and force feed it until we can't stop it or until we stop it and then they're forced to pass it. So I do expect our defensive line um, to make some plays. I do expect our linebacking core to be to be challenged. And I do expect that star position, which is essentially a glorified linebacker who could run and play safety as well, um, to be up uh, across the line early, you know, to help with our run defense to kind of slow this um, rushing attack down. But if we're even able to minimize it, you know, to something less than that, I think the the chances of Tech coming out with a victory this game just go up that much higher. But if you sit there and let these guys run around like that, averaging about three and a half to five and a half um yards per carry it could be a long night you know they could keep our defense out on the field a long time wear them down and then you ultimately know what happens if that happens at, um, down in the third and fourth quarter it's not that our guys aren't prepared for it i mean that's just a lot of time to be on the field and if they control that time of possession game it could be a long night for for texas tech but i do expect to your point um deruder to stack the box and have our guys ready to stay in their lanes and, you know, contain this rushing attack of West Virginia. But I do feel like this is going to be an emphasis in the, on the game on our defensive side of the ball to, to stop their rushing. So we'll just kind of like, we'll see what happens. We'll see what Deruder throws out there. We do still have some younger guys playing. Um, we do get some help back. We get Tyler Owens back. Uh, a Diderot we get back as well from injury and then you know Ben Roberts has just been playing solid football since he's been called upon to to fill the shoes of Jacob Rodriguez so I expect all three of those guys to make an impact and potentially help this tech defense slow down this off uh, rushing attack that the Mountaineers present so um, kind of just jumping into a couple other things Jack I want to going to ask you two different questions we'll do one offensive player we'll do one defensive player and we'll kind of just run with it from there give me a player on the since we're already talking about defense give me a player in your eyes that's not I guess your Tony Bradford your Jalen Hutchinson you know Steve Linton kind of as he as you said earlier was kind of called out by McGuire earlier this week um, besides those kind of names who's a big who's a player who sees meaningful minutes that's going to need to make some plays to, um, to help this defense shut down this rushing attack and this offense that West Virginia presents? You know, I think we already said it, and I think it's Ben Roberts. Uh, dude's been playing some solid ball since Jacob Rodriguez went down with that injury. And I think the kid just needs to keep doing what he's doing. I mean, he's doing a very more than serviceable job in there and he's been towards the top of the list in team tackles since uh, the Rodriguez injury. So I think if, if Ben Roberts keeps doing what he's doing, I, I mean, 
I'm not saying that he's going to take Jacob Rodriguez's spot by any means, but I I think that when Jacob Rodriguez comes back, I think if Ben Roberts keeps playing the way he's playing, uh, I think there's going to need to be a conversation that's had. Uh, but until that happens, uh, as long as Ben Roberts keeps playing serviceable ball and keeps doing the right things on the field, um, it's kind of going to be one of those situations where he makes himself so valuable that you can't take him off the field. So I think Ben Roberts is my guy to watch this week. Um, looking for a big game from him. I very much anticipate that this West Virginia offense is going to run the ball at least 40 to 45 times. So uh, possibly even more. So uh, looking for him to step up and have a big game. Yeah, I was a hard lean towards Ben Roberts as well. And then I kind of started thinking about what I just said about that star position with our defense and how they're going to be having to play up towards the line a whole lot in this, in this kind of matchup. Um, so that kind of just brings me to the, my two guys because they were kind of splitting time because I believe Baskerville's coming off of a, off of an injury or he's still kind of on the mend from that. So my two guys are going to be Brendan Jordan um, and CJ Baskerville because they're going to be called on a lot um, to make plays in the backfield or, you know, or set the edge from that star position into Ruder's defense. And that ultimately could be a, a key to the game, not just stopping the run itself, but, you know, just not letting them get to the outside. And those guys are have, have to set the edge there, stay, stay in their box, stay in their lane. And, you know, once they do that, I know um, Jordan is – is a younger guy, true freshman, and I know Baskerville's an older guy. So, you know, you're going to have to find the right mixture of each one of them when they're out on the playing field because both of those guys have all the capabilities in the world of making plays for this defense. And, you know, ultimately, if we get those guys heavily involved and we shut down this rush, then that kind of just gives our secondary a chance to hone in on the wide receivers, which the not discrediting anything that the uh, Mountaineers have, they have some decent wide receivers out there, but they do not have a, a guy like Oregon. You know, we don't, they don't have to worry about a guy who's just going to a deep ball threat, somebody who catches the ball and just takes it to the house. But we, our focus is going to be mainly on that rushing game because this is kind of what they, they stick to and what they've been going with since since the start i mean they've been they they rushed the ball a lot i mean they rushed the ball against Pitt 51 times we that's not the kind of game we want to play but it's the game they play and if we play up to their if we don't play up to their game then you know as i've said earlier this could be a long night for the red raiders but i do believe that tim deruda will have this defense ready to rock and roll maybe steve linton got a uh has a bigger chip on his shoulder. I know he had kind of a lot of weight coming to Texas Tech. A lot of scouts talking about him. Uh, he was a high, a high, a high transfer portal guy. You know, he had a lot. Like, and he's kind of underperformed. Let's just call it for what it is. He's un- underperformed in the first three games of the year. Haven't heard his name be called out as much as we'd like and maybe this is the game he has a breakout game because he is more motivated to show his his true talent his skill and what he actually brings to this defense so we'll see what happens on the defensive side of the ball but i do expect our front our front and our 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 trench guys and our second level guys to be 
very, very busy on Saturday. And hopefully they could put a stop to this West Virginia rushing attack. So Jack, moving across back over to the other side of the of the field. Yes, it, I know it'd probably be easy to just sit there and just talk quarterback and why Shuck or why Morton gives us the or is the player to watch on this side of the ball. So quarterbacks aside, who's a player on this offensive side of the ball who kind of needs to step up, make some plays in order for this Texas Tech offense to be successful on Saturday? Uh, I'm going to go with Miles Price. And I know Miles Price had a great touchdown grab in the second half when Morton came in uh, against Tarleton last week. But uh, we've also seen some some pretty uncharacteristic drops from Miles Price recently. Um, I know he's not one to take those lightly. And so I, th- I think that this young man is definitely going to come into this game with a chip on his shoulder. Um, yeah, he made the tough ones look somewhat easy, but uh, there's some easy ones that uh, he's dropped. And so I'm going to go with Miles Price to kind of get his season turned around. Um, I also think that the short passes also will open up the deep the deep routes as well, which he can run those as well. But, um, you know, in, in those intermediate, those short to intermediate routes, uh, Miles Price is definitely a favorite of Tyler Shuck. I mean, anyone with a brain who's watched any amount of Tech games this year knows that. Uh, so it's not like we're giving away any secrets. Um, I just also kind of want to put it out there, uh, not really as a challenge, but, um, just as a whole, the receiver core needs to step up. This has been the most underwhelming, in my opinion, the most underwhelming uh, performing group on this team this year. Uh, a lot of drops, not a lot of separation, and uh, just a lot of miscommunication and stuff that needs to be cleaned and should have been cleaned up with a uh, room that's as talented as it is. There's There are guys that are making very freshman like mistakes that are seniors in that room. And uh, I've just been completely underwhelmed with, with the way that that group has been playing this season. So um, just going to put that out there, but I, I look for miles price to kind of start the turnaround for that group this week. So that's who I'm keeping my eye on this week on those short to intermediate routes and opening up the deep ball game uh, for, uh, for tech would be miles price. Which I'm in agreement with on that statement with our wide receiving core. I mean, it's no secret that you know we, if you're if you're comparing our offense to a prototypical kind of air raid, and I and I'm using air quotations there because you know Kitley doesn't quite call his offense an air raid, and we haven't quite had an air raid in quite some time, or like a bona fide just air raid kind of deal since probably Mahomes was was quarterbacking with us. So I could see and from the statistical standpoint and I could see from what I've seen in person in two games and for the people who have actually been to both home games and actually traveled to Wyoming, I'm sure that you guys have seen it as well. Um, how that statement is, is, is true. You know, they, in, in three games, they've, they've underperformed. I mean, Jared Bradley's a, was a freshman all American last year. I mean, and, Let's be honest. I mean, not saying that he hasn't played good and made the plays whenever he's had the chances to make them, 
but I mean, he hasn't had separation. He's not catching that ball and turning it into a long run. I mean, it, these are just these are just the facts here. Now, does he have the capability of just turning it on? Yes, he does. He's a hell of a football player. He's not just a freshman All-American for no reason. He's a great football player. But to your point, you know, some of those guys, Miles Price, your Dre McCray, the speedster that you brought in who was supposed to kind of be taking the top off of some of these secondaries, you know, has kind of been, I mean, for lack of better words, um, missing, you know. He's he's on the field, but it's just missing from our offense. So I, I, I'm going to be in total agreement with you on that at that. Um, now, having said that, my player to watch or my player to keep an eye on or who I believe needs to have a big game um, is going to be just plain and simple, our, our, tight, our tight end room with Mason Tharp and hopefully Baylor Cup's coming back and Teeter and York, you know, mixing those guys in there, just our t- tight end room in general. Every time and every year that from what I could remember and recollect, we have had every time we had success against West Virginia, we've we've gotten our tight ends involved, and we've been screaming it for the longest time. You have such such huge matchup nightmare problems on our tight end room. Why aren't we using these to exploit you know some defenses there? So I'm going to say Mason Tharp, Baylor Cup, Jaden York, Henry Teeter, whoever's in there in the tight end room blocking, catching, whatever it may be. If any one of those three or four guys has a decent, solid game, you know, a couple grabs, you know, some key first downs and maybe a touchdown or two, I could see Texas Tech running away with this game. Um, We'll just kind of see what happens with that. But that's just kind of what I'm feeling, that you get those tight ends involved there. That means you've kind of already established the run. And then things start opening up on the outside for our wide receivers and our tight ends. So we'll see what Kitley's able to do with that if he gets these tight ends involved fairly early and see what our offense is capable of doing. Because our our offense is capable on paper, and I say that on paper because we, we have the pieces everywhere. On the outside, our offensive line is stout. We have a, a solid group of running backs, and we have two very good quarterbacks on our offense. Yes, I believe Tyler Shuck is a good quarterback, and I believe he could put points up for this board. I believe Baron Morton's a great quarterback who could put points up on the board for this offense as well. Um, now, which version of Shuck are we going to get, and will we see Morton? Obviously, that's to be determined, but I believe if we're able to establish the run, get our tight ends involved, get Miles Price involved, like you said, you know, that thing, that opens things up for everybody on this offense. And maybe, you know, we turn the page there and, you know, open up our first 50 burger of the year. So we'll see kind of what happens with that. But, you know, that's kind of where I'm feeling um, with our offense and those players that need to kind of make plays. Um, If it's one thing that Tech has done in the last couple of weeks, minus Tarleton State, but the two big losses, let's just kind of focus in on those. There were there were key penalties, there were key mental mistakes, there were key, a lot of uh, just shooting yourself in the foot. We did that a whole lot in those first two games. So how big of an emphasis was the Tarleton State and not having quite as many as those turnovers and 
penalties and dumb things like we had in the previous two games, Jack, how big is that coming off of Tarleton State and having just less than, I believe, two or three on the entire game and them not even happening until like the last five minutes of the game? How big is that moving forward into a hostile West Virginia Morgantown football game? How big is that for this this team as a whole? I think it's a good starting point. I kind of think you have to take this one with a grain of salt, mostly because it's Tarleton, so you don't really have to look for uh, that big advantage that you get by holding or a false start or anything like that. Again, no offense to Tarleton, but I mean, Tech's just the more talented team. Uh, So um, I think I'm more impressed with the fact that there was no, there were no defensive penalties um, no offside, no face mask, no pass interference. Um, just pretty happy with the all-around effort, pretty pretty happy with the discipline. Uh, but again, I, I, I take it with a grain of salt, mostly because uh, it's Tarleton, and it's not... Um, I don't want to say it's not a real game, because it's a real game, but you kind of catch my drift. I mean, it's not really something that you're going to be... Uh, it's not really a game that you're going to be poised to commit penalties in order to get an unfair advantage on. So I think it's, like I said, I think it's a good start and I think you can really build off that moving into this game. If we see a similar effort in this game, uh, then I'm definitely going to like the way things are trending for sure. Uh, But really interested to look at that aspect and look at those stats after that uh, game this weekend as well. Yeah, it's just kind of like a momentum builder. Obviously, to your point, we're not discrediting Tarleton State by any means because that just because of who they are. But I mean, if we're looking for player for player on every every group position group, Tech's going to have that the the green check mark beside it over anybody that Tarleton State has. So I just, as I've said in previous podcasts, to to kind of exa- kind of say what you're saying, you know, with a grain of salt. You know, these are these are building blocks. Obviously, you want to start off somewhere building towards something bigger and better. And if it was on Tarleton State, it was on Tarleton State. As long as you guys are making the progress, as long as this tech team is making making the progress as a whole to better themselves, then that's where we need to be. You know, Tarleton State's the start. Let's keep it going with West Virginia. So I do see uh, the Tarleton State game on on a handful of levels, not on all of them, but on, on a handful of levels, you know, especially with like the younger, younger guys getting a lot of playing on the defensive side, things like that. I think that just helps your football team moving forward in the later games in the big 12, you know, things like that. So I, I think that there's things you could build off of, even if it's a win versus a Tarleton state that you could take into big 12 play. And I think what they did against Tarleton state, with a grain of salt or with an asterisk, however you want to say it, it's a building block to potentially, you know, setting the tone moving forward as we move into this Big 12 season. Because, you know, it's every everything that's happened to this point kind of doesn't matter. Like I said, it just, it doesn't matter. I mean, granted, if we had uh, national championship aspirations, then, you know, those are out the window, obviously. But the Big 12 is still doable we could still win the big 12 is it going to take a lot hell yeah it's going to take a lot but is it doable yes it is but it starts on saturday which leads me into the game itself jack tech on the road in morgantown tech you know it's 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 out there 
Tech doesn't play necessarily great on the road. Morgantown is a very place, a very, very tough place to win. What is your prediction for the game and how do you see it playing out on Saturday afternoon? I think this one's going to be closer than a lot of people think. Uh, I know that the line has moved significantly towards Tech with the news that Garrett Green probably won't play. Um, I think regardless, I, I'm poised to see C.J. Donaldson get possibly 35 carries on his own. Um, I think they're just going to run the ball and try and keep the ball from us. And I think that they're going to look a lot at the Wyoming film and kind of see how they were able to keep the ball away from us and what they were able to do to stop us. And I think they're going to study that film pretty closely. This seems like uh, two pretty identical styles uh, of play. And I would not, ex- I would not be shocked to see another similar style of game played out. Um I don't think this one gets to overtime though. And I think tech has learned its lessons from the past. Hopefully you do the thing, you do the right things right in this game. Uh, you open the playbook, you let Tyler Shuck throw, throw the ball deep. Um, and you load that box on defense. There's no reason tech shouldn't win this game. Um, so I, I like I said, I, I'm the only person I'm really worried about on that West Virginia offense is CJ Donaldson. So, uh, I, th- I think you load up that box and that, that should be enough to, to do it. And you got to score points to win games. And I just don't think that with Garrett green out, um, I just, I just don't see them scoring a whole lot of points if tech loads up that box. So um, again, I'm going to go closer than people think here. Uh, I, unfortunately, I think that we see this, uh, the tech offense still struggle to get out of the gate a little bit. Uh, I, I think this game is going to be a lot, a little more low scoring than people think as well. So uh, I, I'm going to, I'm going to go with maybe, um, you know, I'll go. Shit. I don't even know. I'll go, I'll go uh, 24 to 14 tech. Um, and like I said, I, I think that's closer than it should be. I, I, in all reality, uh, ideally, if Tech does everything right and you know studies their film, uh, let's check through the ball deep, load that box. I don't see why this game shouldn't be forty-two to fourteen. But again, like you mentioned, Morgantown's a tough place to play. Uh, they always get up for for games at home. So Tech historically, I know recently Tech has had West Virginia's number when it comes to football. Uh, hopefully, it stays that way but I know it's always going to be, it's always a tough one in Morgantown. So um, yeah, I'm going to go 24, 14 and uh, call it good. Yeah. I'm, I'm kind of at the um, 31 to um, 17 kind of mark. I think that it, it will be kind of close there. They've played a bunch of games minus the Duquesne game, which, you know, let's just call that for what it is. That wasn't really a game. Um, them winning that game 56 to 17. Um, but I do to your, to what you're saying, I do expect um, them to run the ball a lot, a lot. And if this team as a whole has about 55, 50 to 55 carries on the game, I, I expect, you know, that's, that's just what they're going to do. They're going to take the ball out of Nico's hand just because he's not quite a proven passer yet. Doesn't mean he doesn't have the, 
the capabilities of getting it done. I just, you know, we we had we've had a similar situation where we had an unproven passer in Wyoming and he came and granted he didn't do a whole lot on the passing front, but he got the first downs when he needed to with passes to the tight end and he made plays with his feet. So this tech defense obviously is going to have to keep things in front of them. They're going to just have to keep things in front of them, play their lanes, stay up, make the solid tackle, don't arm tackle, just get these guys to the ground because they're just they're just going to come at you. Um, I think as we've made points before another podcast on game predictions on what tech kind of needs to do for the game itself, I do think they need to come out fast and furious. No pun intended to the movie franchise, but we just have to come out that way. If we get up on them, just like we did against Tarleton State, kind of set the tone early, went up on them a few scores, two or three scores, then we could kind of settle in. But we have to do that. We have to set the tone early in the trenches, offensive line, defensive front, our linebacking core, and that's that star position uh, that I believe um, is going to be close to the line of scrimmage during the game. I think the game may be close up until a point, maybe the second, early third quarter, and then that's when things will start put will start rolling more for the tech. The the pass will start opening up. We'll be capped off with a, a big play or two from our wide receiving core. Um and I and I think that we yes, thirty one to seventeen is still relatively close, but I think tech just makes enough more uh, more big plays and makes more crucial stops to West Virginia for us to pull away um, with the and leave Morgantown with a 14 point victory. So I'm calling 31-17 Texas Tech. Mark it down and we'll see how we end up. Jack saying 24 to 14, 10 point game there could be a slugfest. You know, if we are able to start running the ball and our passing game doesn't quite take off and it's just a one of those games, it could ultimately be 24 to 14. It could be 21 to 17 for all that, you know, just um, a low scoring game, just a back and forth rushing the ball kind of deal with no um, offense opening up. But I do believe that this tech offense is going to going to see a little bit more or our offense is going to show West Virginia a little bit more than what we showed in the previous three games up into this point. So I do expect, or I'm hoping that, you know, if we come out, we play the game we need to play. Shuck goes out there and does what Shuck needs to do and doesn't get inside his own head. And we're able to establish a running game and we can start passing the ball. Um, the Red Raiders do come out of this, this one with a victory 31 to 17 or even higher, you know, we'll just see what it is because if we get out early now, West Virginia is kind of forced to pass the ball, maybe, or they just stick to the run as they always will, just hoping that their defense does enough like Wyoming did to our offense. They just did enough to stay in the game. So we'll just kind of see what happens during the game. But I do expect, to your point and what you've said all, all night, that West Virginia is going to pound the rock. Just be ready to see a lot of rushing attempts from the Mountaineers on Saturday and just hope our Red Raiders are ready for it. I believe that DeRuder knows that that is coming. I believe the players on this football team know that it's coming. So there's nothing else else to do other than to go out there and show them 
show them who we are. You know, let us reintroduce ourselves to the Big 12 because right now we're on that bottom half of the Big 12 where we weren't predicted to be at this point. We would like to kind of be coming into this game at a two and one mark with little question marks, but we're one and two with still quite a bit of question marks. So is, is this another building and stepping stone to write the ship in the Big 12 or the rest of the season moving forward? It sure as hell can be. And we would love to take that momentum in coming back into Lubbock against a Houston team as well. So that's kind of going to wrap it up for this evening with the West Virginia preview. Um, my name is Joe. I was also here with Jack. You could find us at the Cotton Club, um, Cotton Club CC or Cotton CC FS, the, the Fans First Sports Network on Twitter. You could find Jack on Twitter. You could find myself on Twitter. Ask us questions. Give us your thoughts, give us your feedback, give us things that you'd like us to talk about, good, bad, or the other. We are here for you guys. We are here for the fans. And we're doing this because this is what we love to do. So I'm I'm going to go ahead and call this show a night to Texas Tech, Red Raider Nation. You have a great rest of the week. We will talk again soon and wreck them. <laughs>